Welcome on pace to another podcast. It's somewhere in the high teens. I can't even remember anymore. Weeks are zipping by. It's quarantine life. I think one time this week, or maybe it was last week, I said to Carrie, I'm like, so it's uh, it's Tuesday, right? And she's like, Paul, it's Thursday. And I'm like, oh, I think you can get away with being off by one day, but two days is probably pushing it. But that's the way it is in the quarantine life. So, so anyway, thanks for joining tonight. I'm here with Rick, Rick Wilson from... Uh, Blue Raven Race Productions. Rick, thanks for joining yeah. us tonight. It's good so to be here. Rick, uh, yeah, so Rick and I got to know each other uh, the last two years and before that, uh, so probably a year and a half ago. Rick, tell tell everyone uh, how, how we've come to cross paths. Well, um, I'm not sure when I first remember uh, meeting you, but we... Um, I know that you were the most memorable time for me was when you were at the um, uh, fool only fools run at midnight race. You brought your whole family there, and they all won. I mean, honestly, the whole family won the different age brackets. It was crazy. Uh, had a lot of fun that night. So, so my biggest memory w- with that, Rick, is that our at that point five year old Molly was competing in the fourteen and under category. <laughs> Right, and, right, right. And, and she won it and you had those big step stairs to get to the top and she kind of had to like like scale them you know because she couldn't step up because she was so tiny uh on that but uh that's a great race that happens on april 1st or is it the closest saturday to april 1st rick yeah it's the first saturday of, of april april fool's yep yeah, april fool's it, race. And, and what time does it start well, it used to start at midnight. Only fools run at midnight, but I changed it up a little bit. The, the Chamber of Commerce used to put that race on, and they asked me to do it. And my model at Blue Raven is is a little different in that I require that I have a a nonprofit partner work at the event, and it turns out that the high school students were the the um, couple of the clubs there were the beneficiaries and I really didn't want them out till two o'clock in the morning. So we kind of peeled it back to 10 o'clock so that they're home by midnight. That's awesome. Well, so tell Blue Raven Race Productions in the beginning of May, Rick, in the middle of the north. So Rick, where, where are you, where are you located tonight? Let's start with that. Well, I, I live in um, Arborvita, Wisconsin, which is uh Near Minocqua. So it's one of the suburbs of Minocqua. Yeah. Minocqua is a resort town, of course. And Blue Raven Race Productions, when did you start this? Well, I started it uh, three years ago. Actually, you probably don't know this, but I started a, a timing company called Tortoise and Hare Race Timing. And I started that in like 2008. I was putting on an event uh, called the Rump Roast Run. Have you heard of that? It's a rotary event that's run in September every year. Is that anyway, the, I started uh, that race. Is, is that in conjunction with Beef Fest or the Beef Rama? Yes. So, 
Let me tell you that one time Carrie Miller finished second, and if she had won, she would have won a rump roast, right? Yes. Yes, a 20-pound roast. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was a good That was a good, um, good prize. Yeah, so I started that in 2008 and, um, in conjunction with Beefarama, so it was a good – actually, a local business, I didn't have a name for the race. And I just kind of called it, and I said, well, we're going to do some rump roast run or something like that. And the guy said, I'll give you 500 bucks if that's what you call it. So, you know, it's a fundraiser for the Rotary Club, so it worked out fine. That is awesome. I tell you, these up north races are hysterical. And I'm just going to tangent for a second. So this was about a decade ago. Carrie ran a... 5k on trout lake okay that's not too far away right like 15 minutes from downtown and it was on a golf course due to do started finished and i was cheering with our two oldest daughters i think they were respectively probably four and two at that point and we didn't have any other children and she won the stinking thing and we thought oh this is fun you know she won she was first overall woman and what did you know when they did the announcements of the top overall, they gave her a smoked uh, trout because it was run on Trout Lake and a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> so wow. Carrie officially, she officially lost her amateur status on that day. Ne- yeah. Never again. She's now a professional <laughs> having earned her smoked trout and her hundred dollar bill uh, in, at the Trout Lake. So anyway, the, I was probably there, Paul. I was there. I was timing the race at that point. Oh, my And I helped goodness. them put it together. What a small world. So, yeah. so, Rick, when you have Blue Raven Race Productions and you're putting on, how many events a year do you put on? Uh, I put on five races a year. Oh, okay. It's All right, not, got it. And how many? Yeah, this is a, that, that that doesn't seem nearly as cumbersome as potentially some of the, some of the race partners that we have have 30 events a year, and right now they're you know they're they're not used to having so much uh, downtime. Five is is a little bit more reasonable. How many timing events do you have in a year, Rick? Um, well, I still time for Tortoise and Hare. They they've got probably uh, over a hundred in the state, hundred different events. I, I, I've seen them everywhere. I figure that that business must be booming. Yeah, I sold that. It took too much time, so my wife said, "My wife said you you need to cut back." But I just love the you know the race timing uh, and just the whole race atmosphere. So now I'm cut back to five plus a few okay. timing you know events. So all right, yeah. good. All right, so you own Blue Raven Race Productions. Tortoise and hair you've been involved with. What do you do when COVID strikes and everything shuts down? Uh, I focus on my day job. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what do you what do you do for a living? Well, I'm the president of Pukal Lumber Company. It's a small family-owned business. We have a, a sawmill and three retail locations. Um, a planing mill and 11 dry kilns. It doesn't sound that small when I say that. 
it's it's a it's a we have 105 employees so it's it's fairly large but. oh wow that's great so in up here in Manaqua that's got to be a fairly decent sized employer right yeah aside from the schools and the hospital it's probably the biggest industrial company awesome good for you and how long have you been president oh uh, let's see I was a president. My father-in-law uh, ran the company um, when I first moved up here, and I was the president in training for 15 years. <laughs> and then he he finally resigned at the age of 95 when he passed away, <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah, then I I picked up the reins probably four or five years ago, probably. All right, cool. And how's it gone for you? It's good. We we have a good core group of people, and we focus on customer service. We sell a really good product. We can control our quality. And, um, yeah, things are going pretty well. Pretty strong economy here in the last few years. And and what about this? What about COVID? How has it affected you guys at all? I mean, there's only four cases reported as of right now up here in the Northwoods, and there hasn't been a new case in a month, if I'm remembering the the stats correctly, Rick. You can correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think that's true, and then there aren't any active cases, so all those four, those four cases resolved. But it's it's kind of interesting when when this whole COVID thing hit. I, I pulled my management team together, and we have a daily huddle, and you know the information changed quickly. And we came up with ideas how to protect our employees. So the primary concern was to protect our employees. And we've done a lot of innovative things. And, you know, we're trying to slowly open that up a little bit now. Um, we restricted travel for our, some of our employees, well, all of our employees. We said you can't travel more than 60 miles out of this area because we don't know what's going on with this virus. And everybody complied, so we were all all pretty safe. But, you know, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah. Would you say it affected your business in general, or did it just remain kind of gangbusters through through the through the pandemic? I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. The the industrial customers are 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 slowing down quite a bit, but the retail business is very very strong yet and I don't, I don't know if that's pent-up demand or what's going to happen but I think everybody's home so they're working on some sort of home home project I think that is true um, you know when you have a sawmill and we saw logs so there's only about 40 percent of the log that's high value lumber the rest is low value lumber that you don't sell through your retail store so I'm working on trying to sell that that 60% of the low-grade lumber, you know, to these industrial customers that seem to be slowing down. So, got it. So, how is it that a guy who is president of one of the bigger employers up here in the Northwoods decides that you need a, a weekend job as a race director five five times a year? <laughs> that is a great question. I'll consult with my wife on that one. Um, the thing is, is that the Pukal family and, and my wife and I, we've always been very community-minded. 
So the whole idea when we were timing races is tortoise and hare. What we found was some of the races would disappear. They're really good races, but because they didn't have a consistent um, uh, nonprofit that had the, the, the same people every year put the, the race on, somebody would leave, then the race kind of disappeared. And so there was a real need in the area to have consistent leadership for, for races to help the nonprofits. So this is all about trying to raise money for the nonprofits. So I am planning on doing the pause on the run June 20th. Okay. So unless there's some state, you know, you know, law or, or rule that, that prevents me from doing that, I want to I want to have the race. Everyone's going to social distance because you have to bring a dog. I mean, the leash has to be six feet. And then at the end, I'll serve Corona beer. I mean, we'll have refreshments. <laughs> so for those people, for those people that are a little bit um, concerned about drinking before noon, we'll have water as well. But that's um, that's uh, you're the first race I've heard about. That is good. So we have races all the way till eight, August 18th canceled. You're the first one I've heard about that's gonna that's gonna push forward. So how many people do you expect are gonna be there, Rick? Well, in the past we've had I don't know 60 to 70. Oh, okay. And then so and then we'd have 60 to 70 dogs. So I mean it's. It's quite entertaining. It actually is quite fun. It's a fun event. But we'll do all the – we'll take precautions. That's awesome. We don't have a dog in the Miller family, but we're going we're gonna to find one because we, we need to run a race. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are going bananas with these, uh, with these lack of races. So, Rick, that's really how – uh, for the listeners, this is how Rick and I Rick and I came to meet. We got to work together at the Monaco Marathon. Rick runs the Monaco Marathon. does a, a wonderful job at this annual event. It has a nickname. It's called the No Frills. That that started as the No Frills before Rick, because Rick's made it a little frilly since he took over. But uh, he runs a great race. And up here, I don't know how many race teams, companies there are. I don't think there's any other than you. I think it's a lot of goodwill organizations that put on some form of a run. Um, and this weekend, of course, upcoming, this podcast will drop on Wednesday evening. And on Saturday, we'll all be together virtually running the Eagle River Journeys Marathon. Do you know anything about this race, Rick? Uh, yeah, a little bit. We lived in the area for a long time, so we I hear about the Journeys Marathon. I've never been to it. It's a very popular it's awesome. race. It's awesome. They rock it out. The whole city, like I think the whole city supports it, which is pretty cool to see. And I don't know how many other races Eagle River even has. Um, and I don't know how many marathons are up here other than yours and theirs. But uh, it seems like, you know, it's got a it's got a big following. It's beautiful. And I don't know. And they serve great beer afterward. I can't remember the Eagle oh. River Brewing oh. Company that uh, that slings the, the good stuff afterward. But it's it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to try to pick up with a brewery at the at the No Frills this year too. You got to get the Rocky Reef. Yes, exactly. 
That would be awesome. That place is just fantastic. So it's a little brewery in Woodruff, a little husband and wife that own it, and there's a ping pong table inside there, and there's there's uh, you can throw bags in the parking lot, and you can drink your face off, and it's really a good time. Um, so do you think so? So so the the pause on the pause on the run is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Pause on the yeah. run in June. It's happening. So that that's a this is a good sign that the Monaco Marathon. Do you think you're gonna try to make this thing happen and go? Yes, we're gonna we're gonna try to press through. I mean, we're gonna try to do it with the social distancing and do all the things that we need to be safe about it. But um, I think we can do it. Okay, cool. So Rick, I'm gonna come back to you in a couple months and try to do another one of these as we get closer. As long as no, nothing's been shut down. I, as long as nothing's been shut down and it's going to push forward, I w- I'm, I'm very curious, and I think people on this call will be, or this this podcast will be as well. What are those parameters that you're putting in place in order to, like, are you going to restrict um, entries? Um, are you going to have delayed starts and letting off only? You know, what are some of the things you're anticipating doing? I'm not really sure yet. We can do we can do a timed start, you know, so um, people can go through one at a time at the at the starting line. Um, we'll try to get all pre-registered people and just have bags available with names on them, so they just pick up the the shirt and the uh, and the bib numbers. So haven't really thought through that is completely, but there's a way to do this pretty easily. I think there's a way to do it too. I I'm a little surprised that the races that have canceled already have done so. It is what it is. You know, what are you going to I think sometimes it's just trend and sometimes it's liability. You know, they, there's all sorts yeah. of reasons. Sometimes it's a board and people just don't want to stick their neck out and be the first one to do something. In fact, uh every summer I play up here, you may have heard of the illustrious uh team the uh, Lake Tomahawk Snowhawks. Do you know what I'm I talking have. about? Snowshoe stuff. So I'm on that team for the snowshoe softball league. And yesterday I got wind. We canceled the season. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, but no. Yes, I'm so disappointed. I'm so hurt. That's my, I look forward to that. My kids look forward to the pies and the concession and everything else. It's, you know, this thing that brings a small community, a thousand people every single week, it's a big deal up here, right? It is. It is. Every, the, the whole city of Lake Tomahawk shuts down, goes to the big game, watches us all run around like crazy people with snowshoes on our feet and play softball like we're young, even though we're not, and drinks beers and has fun. And, and it's done. It's canceled under under all the reasons that everybody else is canceling everything. So I, I think you're taking an interesting stance on pushing forward and, and trying to still make it happen. So, well, we'll see, you know, that could have to change, but I mean, right now I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, like to think that there'll be some normalcy coming back before the end of the summer. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, let's keep that good, positive attitude. Rick from, who call Lumber, Blue Raven Productions, Manaqua, Wisconsin, Arborvita area in anticipation of running virtually at the Eagle River Journeys Marathon this weekend. Thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate it very much, and you have yourself an awesome night. Thanks, Paul. I will be okay.